Welcome to Taking the Higher Road, a Driver Reach and Freight Waves production. I'm your host, Jeremy Raymer, founder and CEO of Driver Reach. On this show, I interview industry experts and thought leaders who bring their insights to the driver life cycle as we discuss the industry's greatest challenges, driver recruiting and retention. This week, I'm excited to be joined by a great friend and passionate champion of the industry, Lance Christensen, Director of Recruiting and IC Capacity at NFI. Welcome to the podcast, Lance. Great to see you. Great to see you too, Jeremy. Uh, we've known each other for several years. Uh, we have similar paths that uh, that brought us to where we are today. You know, we both ran a truckload operation, both ran driver staffing companies, and I think that similarities what allowed our paths to cross. We have a mutual friend who uh, suggested that we connect as he identified us both as good people, um, you know, which I appreciate that uh, that sentiment. I recall our first conversation, and it uh, felt like we'd known each other for like a decade. And uh, I think we aligned in so many ways and, you know, most notably our passion for helping people. You refer to it as as kismet. And uh, and I couldn't agree more. Now, I usually start off with a true or false question. But in this case, I'd like to start with a trivia question. Are you uh, ready? Sure. All right. Which famous American business icon is noted for the following quote regarding hiring? We look for intelligence. We look for initiative or energy. And we look for integrity. And if they don't have the latter, the first two will kill you. That would be from the Oracle of Omaha, Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett. Ding, ding. That is correct. Uh, I've, 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 I'm very familiar with that, uh, with that quote, with that statement. And I, I, it's played a major role in a lot of the hires that I've made you know, over the many years. And integrity matters. And I think that's one thing that I've always recognized in our uh, relationship. You know, it's important to personify these qualities yourself, but then also to surround yourself with people uh, of similar ilk. Um, sounds like you found that at NFI, which is very encouraging. Tell me a little about NFI. You know, I know it's a very large and diverse organization. Yes, uh, we're very large. We just passed 2.5 billion this year in in, in sales, and. Uh, I attribute it a lot to the talent that we bring in. We bring in folks that have an entrepreneurial mindset that that share the same values that that we've set as a, as a company. And each location, despite how large we are, each location is held accountable to the local level. So local managers are their own little entrepreneurs, their own little community, and they manage it according to the the standards the company has set. And they're they're accountable at the local level. So it feels like you're working for a small organization instead of a large organization. Well, that's that's encouraging to hear. And I know I, I just finished reading a book called uh, about Netflix called No Rules Rules. And it talks about, you know, hiring people that are really talented, but then also empowering them to to run their own, you know, organizations, basically as little mini CEOs almost. And and of course, there's accountability that comes with that. But. Um, I don't hear that enough, I guess, in the trucking space. So that's really encouraging to hear. I know that that NFI is also a very diverse organization, a lot of different you know types of businesses and, and customers. How has that, or how did I should say that diversity in operations help you know since the onset of uh, since COVID? You know, about this time last year. Well, at first. Uh... Everybody had the feeling that COVID was just going to be a, a couple of weeks of, of staying home and, and, and closing down businesses. Uh, a year later, obviously, we found out it's uh, quite a bit different than that. But uh, at first, we, we had a little bit of a hiccup and volumes were down because of all the operations being closed. 
but within two weeks, we were back and firing back up. And honestly, we're, we're busier than we've ever been. I uh, attribute a lot of that to just that the consumers are still consuming and, and the essential goods just need to keep flowing. Yeah, that's been, it's been a crazy year, uh, no question. Uh, now, you're approaching three years uh, at, uh, at NFI. I recall our conversations leading up to that decision to uproot your, your family from Chattanooga and move to New Jersey to lead their recruiting department. How has that transition been? And before you answer that, I would say, you know, I'm a bit, I'm a bit of a history nerd. I really love American history. As you can see, you know, over my shoulder here, lots of uh, U.S. history books. So kind of a little bit uh, envious that you're surrounded by, you know, all that American history. It was, it was pretty amazing. Uh, my heart will always have, have a place in Chattanooga because Chattanooga is just an awesome city. But the, you can't deny, you and I both share that we're history buffs. There is so much history in and around here between Baltimore and New York City and Philly has just got so much going on. Uh, when we first started looking for a house up here, honestly, I, I had the realtor take us to a house that was built pre-Revolutionary War, which, which was just hard to even imagine that I'm looking at a house that was built in the 1750s. And you didn't move into it? Needed a little bit of work. <laughs> Electrical. <laughs> but that's, yeah, that's uh, something that you and I share uh, a lot too, is just that, that interest. And yeah, being right across from the, just the Delaware River right outside your window. You've shared some, you know, picture of your view from your office. I know you're in Savannah at one of your operations in Savannah, Georgia right now, which also has its own, you know, you know rich. Also has a lot uh, of history, history here too, yes. Yeah, love it. Just a, what a, what a cool place. Um, your mindset of, and I'll quote, my team recruits the heroes who deliver all the things that made happiness possible, uh, recognizes the critical role you play uh, in our nation's lives. You know, what is it about recruiting that you enjoy the most? I just, I just like changing the lives of, of people for the better. For the most part, I mean, when we uncover drivers that are in situations where, where they're employed or, or where they're running their, their small trucking companies and we bring them into NFI, it, it inevitably just changes their lives for the better. Uh, the, the home time and the quality of, of, of life they get delivering essential goods versus free market freight, it's, uh, it's quite a bit different. They, they understand their schedules, everything is more predictable and, and you can budget better. So the drivers really, really seem to like that. Well, your, your, your passion towards that is infectious. And, you know, for the past few years, especially at Christmas time, I'm always encouraged to see uh, the trucker-fied night before Christmas. It's the kind of the perfect reminder during uh, that time of reflection that um, all of this is still you know possible because of the great industry we're in. Now, is that your creation? Did you write that, the trucker-fied uh, night before Christmas? Hundred uh, percent. I wrote that back when I had the staffing company down in Houston, and uh, yeah, just uh, phrase by phrase, just kind of plugged it all out and wanted to make it sound as as trucker oriented as possible, and really celebrate the truckers. Nice. That's uh, that's cool. That's a it, it it's talent, right? You know that maybe there's a an additional calling post recruiting career. So that's uh but that's really cool. And I think it's not, that's not something that uh, probably the industry um, recognizes as much as it could. We need to do a better job of really promoting that as I'm doing now. 
<laughs> so can you share um, a little a little about your approach to to leading a, a recruiting team? You know, any any particular guiding principles that uh, you can speak to? Well, from a leader stand, leadership standpoint, it's it's about equipping your your team with the tools to succeed. Uh, every every leadership position I've had, I mean, my my first time there is always just assessing what is going on here. What what do we have asset wise? What do we have strength and ability wise? And then just giving them the tools to use the strengths and abilities they have to succeed. You build the right team with the right people and give them the right tools and success happens. Now, it, it's clear uh, in every conversation I'm having, I'll, it's it's harder today than really than I've ever seen it, you know, to recruit and retain drivers. How are you adapting, you know, in, in that increasingly challenging environment, uh, especially with the backdrop you know, of the pandemic? Well, the big thing is encouraging your team to always be on the lookout for anything and every possible way that we can distinguish ourselves from the competition. That's uh, that's always a challenge because you're always trying to find that that next great thing or that that new technique or that new tool or the new technology that that can get you there faster or or make that connection stronger with with your targets, the, the recruits, and uh, to to expect a, a a senior leader to be the solution to everything. I mean, you have to empower your team to find these tools as well. Everybody needs to be constantly looking at how we can make things better has have you have you leveraged technology at all in that um in that in this environment i.e you know email texting um any video type of communication electronic documents anything like that that's kind of helped in that process all of the all of the above uh some of some of the same mutual friends that we've had we've that uh, have been on the leading edge of technology uh, we've incorporated that where where we can, and uh, we've developed a lot of our own. We've got uh, we've got a lot of really really talented technology technology people on on staff too, and uh, some of them some of them are pretty amazing with what they can do. Well, you and uh, NFI are are currently innovative and progressive uh, minded, um, but no matter you know how you evolve with technological innovation, it still boils down to engaging one-on-one -on -one with drivers and, you know, moving them through a process. How do you, how do you help your recruiters continually grow in, in the area of having better conversations uh, with, with applicants they're talking to? Well, the important thing is not holding them blindly to metrics. Metrics are obviously important, you know, picking up that phone and dialing and, and sending those emails are important, but it's it's not the action that causes the the relationship. It's the interaction that causes the relationship. Um, it is a relationship. It's it's one on one. You you have to understand what that that individual is looking for in a career, and and seeing if that fits. In large organizations, it's a little bit easier because we've got so many different different opportunities that are available that we can typically find the right fit. For just about anybody, but uh, narrowing that down to what they specifically want is what's important. So once you start talking to people about something they like, and and shifting them towards that type of opportunity, it's 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 a lot easier. You get a lot quicker buy-in, and it's just a matter of negotiating when and where. I I feel like this past year too, there's been such a great opportunity to 
have better conversations with people because of the pandemic. And everybody, it's it's a it's a commonality, right? It's a common denominator amongst everyone that that you engage with. And it's obviously in some for some, it's they've been impacted far worse than others. But still, at the end of the day, if they're a driver and they are out there on a daily basis as in that essential, you know, worker, and you have an opportunity to, you know, perhaps, you know, bring them into NFI, it's the opportunity to have that sort of conversation. How are they doing? What's, you know, what are they seeing out there? What kind of challenges are they dealing with? Um, you can be more empathetic and 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 uh, human, you know, in your interactions with them. So that's something that I say this a lot and I don't, I don't want to forget it because I think it's really, really relevant is uh, just, this is an example in this crisis, never let a good crisis go to waste and take advantage of the opportunity that you have to have better conversations, more meaningful conversations. I think that is some silver lining, you know, in all this. So I, I think I have a clip of what uh, may have been your first major motion picture uh, debut. You were speaking uh, about the value of the book, Exactly What to Say, the CDL Driver Recruiting Edition, what you can see on the other uh, side of my, my shoulders here. Uh, how have you utilized the concepts in that book to help recruiters lead conversations that that have a higher chance of leading to conversions? Well, I mean, the uh, the recruitment process is sales, for, for lack of a better way to describe it. Um, the similarities are huge. I, I've operated on the sales side as well as the recruiting side, and then I've actually incorporated the, the sales techniques and training into my the way I, I train our recruiters. Um, it's relationship driven. So what you say and how you say it and who you say it to, it's it's also listening. Uh, you touched on that just a little bit ago. I mean, we were given two ears and one mouth. If If you're not listening to what the driver has to say, how can you possibly hope to, to describe to them what what it is you have that fits what what they're asking for. So it's a higher standard, uh, I think, to your point, because I think for the longest time, a lot of companies, trucking companies specifically, recruiters, um, they, they, they treated them as if they were just processors. They answer the phone, they have a cheat sheet, a, you know, you kind of highlights about what the company is. And, and instead of actually, to your point, it's sales. There's such a parallel between recruiting and sales throughout the entire process. And so, um, so yeah, no, I, I agree with that 100%. Now, one final question. So we hear constantly that there's no silver bullet to address the driver shortage. Um, what do you think can be done, though, to dramatically improve the environment that we're, that we're all operating in? Is there any one thing that you can think of that would, would make a really big difference? Yeah, I don't think there's any one thing that we can do. Um, there's 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 a lot of different things. I, I think we're we are heading for another a round of of wage increases and compensation increases, whether we want to or not. Um, typical typical market is about ten opportunities to drive to each driver. So I mean, what what do you do in an instance like that? One quick way to differentiate is to to raise the rates and. Uh, People have started doing it, and once a once a handful do, everybody else follows suit. Um, one of the more important things you can do is just focus on focus on respecting and and valuing your drivers. If 
if you recruit like the Dickens, but you can't retain your drivers, and you don't treat your drivers with respect, and you keep driving them off, all, all the recruiting in the world is not going to solve your problem. You, you have to keep who you have, and you have to have them feel and, and, and really know that they're appreciated. That's one thing that NFI has done. Out, out of the blue, at certain times, they just randomly announce that they're doing something amazing for the drivers, and it's for every driver in the company. And it's uh, it's pretty surprising some of the things they've done to, to just really just mix it up a little bit and make everybody know that they're loved. Well, we need that, you know, more now than probably in, in most of our lives. So that's uh, that's encouraging to hear. Thank you uh, again, Lance, for joining me today. Uh, it's great to see you and I hope you stay in touch and, you know, we'll do this again sometime. And thanks for joining me for another episode of Taking the Higher Road podcast. Remember to follow along at driverreach.com slash podcast. If you have a question or comment or suggestion for a podcast guest, drop me a note at podcast at driverreach.com. Until next time, stay true to taking the higher road.